Back to the trade. I'm Gina Beck. This is Drew Williams. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. I appreciate y'all, especially the Apple podcast reviews. It really means a lot. Yeah, thank you guys for the continued support, the continued engagement, and all the familiar names. Thank you guys again. So what's How going are you on? Doing, Drew? I'm doing all right. How are you, G? <laughs> I'm good. I had a great vacation. It was a lot of fun. Now I'm back home, just been relaxing. Uh, excited to get back into being on the podcast and talking with you. Let's just kind of jump into this. How about you take over? All right. So we've covered him before. Apparently, Chris Hansen has sold the rights to the Onision story to Investigation Discovery Channel. And if that sounds weird, it's because it is weird. He has revealed in a report that came through a YouTuber named Rep Zion, who was the guy who really got Chris Hansen's uh, YouTube channel to get like, I think it was like 300, 400,000 views or something like that. He was only getting a couple thousand at the time. And that's when they broke, Mm -hmm. Hansen broke the Onision story. But apparently he has taken money. It's an undisclosed amount. At least I couldn't. I don't know if you found anything. I couldn't find anything on a solid amount of money that he's got. But he sold it to a, a channel and it's not even his story not to mention that it's been covered by youtubers for like i don't know a better half like eight years or something like that what did you think about all that i thought i think it's just strange uh didn't he promise a bunch of things yeah, he, for helping him with his channel uh yeah i couldn't find what rep zion what exactly he was promised maybe it was more spots i don't really know but he was promised other things never followed through on that but doesn't he have, he's, he's done this before to YouTubers before, just kind of like jumped on their back and used them as a springboard. I mean, it kind of seems like his. I'm pretty sure. Kind of seems like something. It's he, how he's grown his channel. Yeah, the, uh, the entire thing's weird, shady, really shady. I didn't realize how many like financial trouble, because the article, we'll link it below too, that Rep Zion video that goes into it and the link there, the article that he discusses. I didn't realize he had so many like financial issues. Yeah, didn't he file for bankruptcy? Like, wasn't thirteen thousand dollars in debt? And oh yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Or he's yeah, yeah. He's gone up and down. I just, I mean, I can't say anything. I've had financial issues too. I just, I, I thought Chris Hansen was a lot more together yeah. than he was. It just kind of explains, uh, you know. Of course, he would sell a story. You know, <laughs> if they're gonna offer some money, and he's been in so much financial issues he's gonna take it most likely i mean people shouldn't be surprised maybe given the circumstance and what it's about maybe they're surprised but i, I mean, just I'm not. i just when i he, think of chris, chris hansen i just think of like i don't know it's obviously a character now i thought he was a little bit more of a stand-up guy and it just like that's kind of cheap bro like it's Actually, really cheap. Like, well, we, I think one of the things he promised of multiple was he was going to prison, and I don't, mm, I don't even think yeah. he's ever going to go to prison. I don't, because Rep Zion brings that up that he's always rode this like very fine line of what's legal and not legal. Right. I, 
I forgot I forgot about that. I thought he promised like that he was going to go to his house, which he did. So like things were starting to look up, you know, when he, during that time cuz he he actually did go to his house and confront him. And then he actually did interview uh the people that he said he was going to interview. I just think that they're surprised that he actually <laughs> sold the story. They're probably thinking he's a sellout and things like that. Like I guess I think it just pe- people are just a little more. I think they expected more from him, and he's no different than most people that get in those positions. Money always wins. But what else could you know? What else could have he like have done? Who the Anision or Chris? Chris and yeah, Chris in the Anision situation. What else could he have done? I mean, Is he really, just talk about Onision forever? I mean, Onision made an OnlyFans. So Chris probably doesn't want to sit there and just talk about Onision living life. That's a, making that's only a very, fans, that's a very valid point, a way to look at it. I mean, I didn't think of it that way at all. But I think I think just a lot of YouTubers feel slighted because I think they worked on it and they're so passionate. And I totally, I totally understand. I totally, but I got to play... <laughs> I gotta devil's say some advocate. things that I haven't heard anybody else say. Yeah, devil's no. adv- advocate, and I haven't heard anybody say these things. No, it's so a, I gotta kind of like it, put. It's a good yourself, perspective. I like to put myself in other people's. Uh, yeah, good perspective. I, I like to put myself in other people's shoes. So put yourself in Chris's shoes for a second. If you think that, or if you know, he's not gonna get arrested. Yeah, and which Rep Zion even states in that he even talks about the, he always he's not going to jail like. I think she's going to be going in circles for months and years. And I mean, what's next on the list of Onision? No, he, he quit OnlyFans and is doing porn now. I mean, who knows? Like, what? <laughs> like, why, why would someone want to want to just talk about that? We all see it in the news headlines. There's other places to talk about those things. Chris is probably just like, eh, take this Done. off my hands. I'm out. No, that's I mean, what a, else can he do? That's a good point. I mean, especially like, I mean, he can go do other things now. Now, granted, he's probably that's probably why people are bitter because he's getting a ton of attention now and his channel's blowing up. But in the long and run, also it... someone in his position, he isn't a cop. Also, like just things that he's we a TV with. show. You can't just he, go up. He's a TV. Yeah, show you can't host. just go up and arrest him. You got to rely on law enforcement to do their job too. So he's just the middleman in all of it, and it's just like. I think people have want to this... blame someone, but you can't blame him. He, if he could make the arrest, he would go make it. You know. Yeah, I think it's just we all have a, a a skewed impression of him because of the TV shows and stuff like that. We all assume he has a whole team behind him. Just like I mean, we understand. And no, but he doesn't have a whole SWAT team like he did on yeah, the TV yeah, show. Yeah, They're I, not just oh, no. sitting. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, he's not a cop. No, what I was getting at is, I mean, he's essentially just a TV host, really, is what what he is. I mean, Mm. he's got an investigative team, or is that what it's called? Investigative team or investigation team or whatever. People that investigate all these things, they probably bring it to him for him to talk about. But yeah, he doesn't have (laughs) um, the power. I mean, it was people away wishing. Hopefully, maybe one day that can change, though. Maybe he can just like what we all want for us to become like a bounty hunter type and be able to make our own decisions based off of a list of things that we have that go into play you know no it's very very you made some very valid points that's i mean people are really acting like 
I mean, I get it. It's kind of shady. It's kind of cheesy to take money for it. But at the same time, Onision's a way bigger piece of shit. So, I mean, yeah, and I mean, he also put a lot of hours in into making this as known as, as it is. I mean, there's a lot of things that he's done. I'm not mad about it. I mean, get your money. It do is what, what it is. Do, but it's not that bad. Don't don't drift from the situation though. Don't just okay. You got your money. Let's never talk about this again. Let's never shed light on this again. Which I don't think Chris is the type to do that. I think that it's still a never-ending story, and I think that yeah. things will always come up. He's a walking trend wreck. Yeah. People will always want to see stuff. But no, it's a you have a really good valid points on all of that. But that kind of takes me to something a little bit darker. And I know that you watched the video and read the article. June 6, 2020, Munster, Germany, which is Western Germany, 11 people have been arrested in three German states over alleged abuse of a 5, 10, and 12-year-olds. Their victims were drugged, then seriously abused for hours at a summer house. Suspects charged with child abuse, torture, pornography production, and possession. Seven of the suspects have been reprimanded into custody, including a 27-year-old man, an IT technician. He's been dubbed Adrian V. I couldn't really find anything on his real name. And his 45-year-old mother. The arrests were carried out in northern Rhine-Westphalia, Hesse, and Lower Saxony after police uncovered encrypted data from hard drives found hidden in false ceilings in a basement in Munster belonging to the young man. Investigators said more than 500 terabytes of data were seized from what has been converted into an air-conditioned server room. The main victim was a 10-year-old son of of the partner of uh, Adrian V. Uh, The 5-year-old was the son of another suspect from the town of Stauffenburg Huss. And then their 12-year-old was the nephew of the suspect. The abuse was live-streamed on the dipe on the type on the deep web excuse me for uh an undisclosed audience and an undisclosed amount of time along with that possession and production of child pornography has had a 65 percent increase in germany over the last year but the entire thing i mean you saw the pictures of the server room i mean it it it's crazy how much time because they were calling it his editing suite and stuff like that pretty dark yeah and it was live streamed i mean are they able to trace the live stream and who is watching it and things like that or no is that i mean i'm not a computer science expert but i would assume those cyber crime divisions have the capabilities of doing that but it's probably a matter of time and then also how good whoever's how good the skills are of whoever is watching that hiding their tracks because with like onion vpns and things like that there's a lot of ways for people to hide their tracks so i don't know that's a good question yeah. and the, the problem scary the problem with germany is there's not a lot of public records like the, the article i just read they actually didn't list his name at all there's a lot of things they didn't list they had to find from like uk articles and american articles so it'll be interesting to see mm. what actually comes to light because uh they don't like to really talk about these things. Well, I was looking at some things that were similar to what you were going to talk about, and I came across uh, feds. They took down the world's largest dark web child porn marketplace, and this was just in Washington. Federal prosecutors uh, filed multiple charges against a 23-year-old South Korean man accused of running what they would call the largest dark web child porn 
marketplace. There's tons of people that were a part of it. The now shuttered English language site called Welcome to Video uh, contained more than 200,000 unique videos and almost eight terabytes of data showing sex acts involving children, toddlers, and infants. According to the 18-page criminal indictment unsealed here Wednesday and processed, 7,300 Bitcoin transactions worth more than $700,003, which is a lot. It makes you wonder if the guy that I was just talking about, if there was like some international coordination to get this guy, because if that was like a large market for it, that guy would have been a distributor, I guess. I don't know what you would even call him. It's fucking... That's exactly according to prosecutors. The vast online store was run by Jong Woo Sun, a South Korean citizen currently serving an 18 month prison sentence. Uh, 18 months. That's all he's getting for it? Uh, yeah, in his home country after his conviction on charges related to child pornography, the site operated from June 2015 until it was seized and shut down. By U.S. authorities. So, and he was they running had a that press was, conference about it. He was running that from Go Washington ahead. State, right? You're saying this? Yeah, no, it's Washington D.C. Oh, Washington D.C. That's a long time to be. There, they held a press conference uh, also, and the official said that 337 suspected users of the site had been arrested worldwide due to it. It makes you wonder if the two are connected. I mean, it would be awesome if there's that much coordination going on. Right. They said that almost half of the video seized were not previously known to the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children. And the Deputy Assistant Attorney General, Richard Downey, said there are many children depicted in these videos that have not been identified. Just scary. It's scary and really sad. It's terrific, actually. The site allegedly rewarded its members with points in relation to the amount of the illegal material. They uploaded, authorities announced that as well, and one user of the site, a formal federal U.S. law enforcement agent, even downloaded more than 50 hours worth of videos. Sun was indicted on federal child porn charges in August, which remained sealed until just Wednesday. And there are more than... 300 other suspects that have been arrested in South Korea and all over Washington and other places too. It's like worldwide. Yeah, that's uh, and you said that happened a few months ago. It really makes it sound like Adrian V might have been one of those people that they got. That's crazy. Yeah, that's scary. Especially after seeing like... Knowing and... that... Oh, I'm sorry. Knowing that that's here. Also knowing how organized it was in Germany, it just makes you wonder if these are the dumb ones that got caught and if they're smarter ones. Yeah, all connected in some kind of weird way. And only like 18 months. Like, I need more punishment. That is so insane. Yeah, that's sick. But I mean, that's the case with almost all of them. We never hear any of them. Unless they actually kill the child is pretty much the only time they get like what they deserve, which is either life in prison or the death penalty. But nope, 18 months, three months for rape, things like that. I guess I came across a documentary and I sent it to Drew. Uh, it's called Family Secrets, My Father's Young Fiance. And when I watched it, uh, it's kind of mm, just mouth dropping. Like, 
how these young girls, I don't know, are just okay with it. Like, speak so highly is, about it and, like, uh, want like, to be there. Is, and I was just... This is me not defending what's going on there, but if... Because I've been to the Philippines. If you understood the poverty that's there, I'm not making this as an excuse, but it's so fucking extreme. Like, though... I do not like the way, like, so when I watched that, I was like, oh, my young fiance. And I was like, that's a fucking 16-year-old girl. They're like, she's 23. And then they, like, spoiler alert, she's fucking 17 trying to marry a 70-year-old fucking man. It's fucking disgusting, mm. but it's illegal in the Philippines. And I I would say the large majority of Filipinos are not okay with that shit. And that's why they had to go to Hong Kong to try and get the marriage. And then his dad had to sign it over. But... That was it was weird because watching his dad, you knew he knew it was wrong. You could watch the dad when he was signing those papers in Hong Kong, but at the same time he knew his that was probably her only chance at ever getting paid for schooling. And it's just like that's such, it was such a fucked documentary, like not in like a bad way. It's just like because he's living this like double life pretending he's a millionaire because the exchange rate of the US and Canadian dollar is so ridiculous over there, it's like I haven't looked it up, but last time I was there, it was like 53 pesos to a U.S. dollar or something like that. You can live like a king over in those areas. But that's the type of guy that's taking complete advantage of Filipino culture and staining what is such a beautiful, beautiful country. Like, I don't know. I just that guy is gross. But at the same time, like, I just ugh, I don't know what to say about it completely. It, it, it turned my stomach the entire time because I, I've, it's I've, just sad that, like, it's sad that people feel like they have to do that, you know. It's sad. Does that she feel like it, she has to? It's sad that poverty in those type of countries is that bad that, that becomes a choice, because mm -hmm. I until you've been to places like that, I don't even think you can really describe what it feels like. Like I just, like I haven't been to Cebu, but I've been to Pangasinan, which is in Luzon, which is in the the main island. And I mean, it's places I've seen that are identical the entire time and the poverty is just that low in the movie, in the documentary, she, uh, she shows a house and she says something that is it's very much there. She shows a, she's like, someday those are good people. Cause they have a really nice house. My ex fiance had one of those style houses. And then she had uncles that lived in houses just like that little girl did with, you know, dirt floors, chickens everywhere, things like that. And I, there's it you, that's all you see in that country is extremes is like you, extreme wealth or extreme poverty there's very much not anything in the middle and it's it's sad that i mean i mean look at the other places we've covered like gambia and stuff like that i'm sure the poverty is the exact same way i mean like i can't think of any other situation where a parent would would even consider selling their children into that unless they're starving to death or something i just it's one of those sick horrors of the world that like nobody wants to talk about and everyone wants to act like it's black and white, not talking racially. I'm just talking like simple cut and dry type of thing. And it's like so complex, really, the entire like I it's not right. None of that shit's right. I don't know what to say. Like, I really it's it's not right. I don't think most Filipinos are okay with it. And I think it even showed in the father's eyes, like I said, when he's signing it over, but it's gross and wrong. It's that was a little girl with a 70 year old man. And like the daughter says, she's like, 
he was having sex with like a 15 or 16 year old because they'd been together for a while. It's like, that's really fucking gross. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. And it happens more than people think, not even just in places like that, like just in your own neighborhood or in a town outside from where you live or, you know, it it happens everywhere. Child brides exist in the United States. Not that hard to look up. You can probably do an episode on it someday. It's it's a real thing everywhere. And I think that we should just end it on that. And I think everybody that has made it up to this point, you should comment hashtag more punishment for predators. I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening, liking, commenting, and subscribing. Until next time, banana cats. Banana cats. Much love. Peace.